Welcome to the RevCast, the weekly podcast where we discuss real life issues and how to make sense of the chaotic crazy. I'm your host, Reverend Daniel Rogers, aka The Rev, and I brought friends with us today, and as always, the most lovely, most gifted, and most talented, Miss Amanda Albright. Good morning, Miss Amanda. What a blessing to be with you today. How are things in the Albright world? Good morning, Rev. I'm glad to be with you today, too. Um, things are going great over here. We call our house the Haven House, the little Haven House. Things are going well. This weekend, as we were heading into the weekend, my roommate said it was time for a nacho night. And so I added all the things to our grocery list for nachos. And it turns out she was talking about a movie, Nacho Libre. So we just <laughs> put those two things together. And we had nachos and we watched nacho. So I'm coming to you off of the high of nacho night. How are you today, Rev? How are you doing? Awesome. I love both of those things. I love. Oh, my goodness. I'm doing great. Hey, I woke up this morning, popped out of bed before my alarm because I was so excited about this week's episode of the Revcast. Amanda, you know that I spent the year before I came to BCS, I worked as a first grade teacher and I love the littles. I mean, I, I love them. And so when we get to talk today about our littles, our elementary school kids, and how they are doing in the midst of of online learning. So I'm really super excited. Why don't you introduce our guest for us today? Yes, I'm absolutely thrilled about who we have with us. First, we have Jennifer Smith. Jen is the principal out at Mac Elementary, and she leads that community with grace and humility and courage that truly is inspiring and aspirational. Jen always says that she started at BCS as a long-term sub, and she just never left. So she started as a long-term Spanish sub in 1990, and then she was hired as a permanent permanent teacher. Um, During her time at BCS, she's gotten married, she's had children, and she says that she hopes to stick with us long enough to retire from BCS, so we're so glad that we've had her. She's had a gazillion different jobs at BCS. Some some highlights are her current principal role, um, but she also started our international student program here at BCS as well. She also was the second to last typing teacher at Bellevue Christian, so she's really stepped into some different roles with us. So welcome, Jen. We're glad to have you. The other teacher that we have with us is Mrs. Kelly Fish, and Kelly has been at BCS for five years. She's been teaching fourth grade for five years at Mac. And before that, she taught environmental classes through the Pacific Science Center. Her students say that she thinks everything is funny. And it's true. Kelly always has a laugh and a smile on her face. Uh, She's been taking viola lessons for a year. So she's a well-rounded woman. Another fun fact about Kelly, I trained for a marathon with Kelly. So we've spent a lot of time together outside. And Kelly knows all the names of all the plants. We'd be running down the trail, and she can name each of the plants that we see along the way. She can, she says she can only name uh, native plants. She can't name what she calls ornamentals, but she can identify all of the things that are native to Washington State. So there we go. That's who we've got, Rev. My goodness. She can run and name plants at the same time. <laughs> true. True. That's very cool. <laughs> Holy cow. I, I tell you, if you ever see me running like that, just get in behind me because something bad has happened. <laughs> you okay. got it. That's right. I don't have to I don't have to outrun the bad thing. I just have to outrun you to be <laughs> there you go. And that's a pretty easy task there, Miss Amanda. Oh my goodness. Uh, Jen and Kelly, it's great to have you ladies with us today. Jennifer, I would love for you to tell us what is going on 
with learning on the elementary school side of things. Would you give us an overview? What is going on with learning uh, with our, our K through six students? Thank you, you guys. Thanks for having us. Um, I would love to do that. We are excited about what's going on. And being that we're starting our seventh week, uh, we are really finding a rhythm. What we've done with our elementary kids, if we, we right away decided that we were going to go with asynchronous learning, meaning that it wouldn't be in real time. It would be it would allow uh, for a lot of flexibility with our parents. We needed we knew that we were adding kind of a burden onto our parents, possibly. So we've chosen to really simplify and streamline. And by that, I mean, we chose uh, basically three platforms and they can get all of their learning on these three platforms. The first one is OneNote. So every teacher has a page and parents just have to log on to that one place and they can get all of their teachers. And if they have multiple children in their household, they still go to that one place and they can just click on the right um, page. Plus, their specialists are also there. Uh, that way, it made it very easy uh, to find all of your information in one place. Then the two other platforms we're using is WebEx with our younger kids. So that's kindergarten, actually preschool through fourth grade. And then we have the Microsoft Teams with our fifth and sixth grade. Um, Microsoft Teams works well preparing our kids to possibly move into Teams in the junior high. That's why we've chosen that. And then with our little ones, we love the WebEx because there's a lot of safety, a lot of precautions, a lot of um, good security that they have. And we really um, value parents' information, kids' information. We want that to stay safe. And so those were the three platforms. So we wanted to just make it as easy as possible and be able to provide that content. So our teachers are uh, providing mostly math and English language as the main information pieces that we're assessing and, and really spending time on. But they're still doing their other subjects as well. But they're a little bit more in, they're for enhancement. They're for extra, uh, along with Bible, social studies and science. On top of that, our specialists are also still doing weekly uh, information and weekly assignments that they're doing. So a child can have, depending on maybe how it's going with the parents, a child do as much in a day, almost feel like a full day, or kind of go with the flow of the family and what is going on with them. And so just trying to be sensitive to both of those areas. Thank you, Jennifer. It's been really fun as I've gotten, as I've had time to click through the different OneNote pages to see what teachers are working on. You get to see a lot of personality in our teachers in this time. It's been super, yeah, just a beautiful thing to see how God has uniquely equipped each person. And you spoke to the importance of trying to meet our families where they're at. We always talk about partnering with our families, right? But there's a different degree of partnership available to us now. And you spoke to kind of trying to figure out what's the most important stuff that we need to do. So Kelly, I want to turn that to you now and ask what has emerged for you as like absolutely essential during this time? Yeah. Hi, guys. So I think that for me, what has emerged as essential is our school community, uh, specifically our, our classroom family. We, we call ourselves a fourth grade family, and we've done that all year. So doing school apart in this way has been really, really tough for the kids and I. We just have so much fun when we're together in the classroom. So I've tried to think of ways to both simulate the fun and the regular rhythms of our day that we had before and also come up with some new ways to let my personality come through with the online lessons. Miss Pallone and I have taken on some characters and some some sets 
that our lovely EA Allie Wheat built in our classroom. Uh, we've transformed Miss Pallone's room into a swamp to film Grammar Swamp, where we are Gertie and Gilda, the Grammar Gators. So, <laughs> you know, our kids love me and Miss Pallone for being cheesy, and that's the only way that we know how to do things. <laughs> I love that, Kelly. That's excellent. So that essential piece is really that um, social, emotional, and just family connection with your kids. It's beautiful. Absolutely. I believe it's Plato who said that necessity is the mother of invention. And certainly during this time, we are finding ourselves maybe not inventing things, but we are doing things that we normally don't do as educators. Uh, we're having to utilize technology in new ways. We're problem solving as new problems that we never even dreamed we would have these problems or these challenges. We're we're having to uh, overcome many challenges through innovation and, and different te- teaching methods even. So as you think about this time and things that we are doing now, Jen and Kelly, what, what do you think are some things we're going to hang on to and can even continue to do when maybe we get back to on-campus learning? I think that from the teacher's perspective, we've really kicked up how to assess students in a really efficient way. I've seen so many teachers finding new tools and tricks to figure out what students know or don't know yet, which is super exciting. For me, there's existing stuff that I've been using that I just have kind of ramped up, like Think Central, the kids are familiar with, or new things like my new best friend, Microsoft Forms, which I use all the time. My kids do multiple times a day. I think um, from a principal's perspective, I kind of take a little bit more of that 10,000 foot view. And I think some of the things that I have found, um, not only with our students and families, but also our teachers, are things like resiliency. I think that we are finding that we are adaptable, we are um, motivated, and we are motivated to really provide the best educational experience for our families and students. And that has been, and I think if you ask any one of the teachers, they have worked longer and harder than they have ever done in their life, but they are so motivated to be able to provide this for their students, and they desire that. Um, I would say grit. I think we're finding we've got some really good grit in our students, families, and teachers. And I'm I'm so proud of um, the way that we have stepped into this situation. And that's something that we've continually talked about where those who adapt survive. And then my motivation and my desire for my faculty has been to not only um, survive, but thrive. And how do we thrive in this? And so we have seen technology be a real blessing. And we are so thankful that we've had these tools. And I think just like Kelly said, we're really finding that these won't go away. These are going to really enhance what we're doing and keep, you know, we're going to keep several of these. We just don't ever want to um, have it be where we don't go face to face. I mean, that's the thing we're just absolutely missing the most is um, being face to face with our kids. Well, this is so good. We're talking today with Mac Elementary School Principal Jennifer Smith and Mac fourth grade teacher Kelly Fish. This is hard work here, friends, so we're going to grab us some milk and cookies and take a short break. When we come back, we'll keep the conversation going. We'll be right back. 
What's up, guys? Jacob Rowley here, along with my friend Reese Foley, and we want to encourage you to check out the Spiritual Life resource page on the BCS website at bellevuechristian.org slash spiritual life. Reese, have you seen this? You bet, Jacob. There's some great stuff there. The Revcast with Rev and Miss Albright is so cool. They are the bomb. They invite people within the BCS community to help us make sense of the chaotic, crazy season that we're in. Jacob, have you seen the Jamcast? Oh yeah, that's my jam. Oh, actually, you and me, Reese, and the other students in the chapel leadership class get together to put it together every week for our elementary school students and their parents to have a virtual chapel experience. Yeah, and I don't know if you know, Jacob, but you can also find an awesome weekly devotion. I actually saw that this morning. It's posted every week, and this is something you can do on your own or with a friend or with the whole family. Yeah, and I hear there's even more stuff coming. So go check out the Spiritual Life resource page at bellychristian.org slash spiritual life. Welcome back to the Revcast, the weekly podcast where we discuss real-life issues trying to make sense of the chaotic crazy. I'm your host, The Rev, and we're here with the lovely Miss Amanda Albright, and today we're talking with Mac Elementary School Principal Jennifer Smith and fourth grade teacher Kelly Fish about educating our little ones in these chaotic crazy times. Jen, I've got a question for you. We, you talked about that we have gone to a asynchronous learning model uh, with our pre-K to sixth grade students. And that really means that we are partnering more with families. And that's something that we at BCS, we talk a lot about is how we partner with our families. So that's nothing new, but in some ways, the way that we're educating our kids, we are partnering with them in some new and different ways. Maybe you could speak to us a little bit about maybe some of the examples you've seen of, of that, as well as maybe some of the benefits that you think have come out of that. Well, thank you. I, you know, this is really true. This is something that nobody was planning on. And so we really kept that at the forefront of our minds when it came to how we plan and what we are requiring of parents. Because with the little ones, if you think about it, we we the way we're set up here at Bellevue Christian, we really don't start computers till second grade. We don't um, emphasize a lot of technology till a little bit later. So here it is, you know, several of these families were foisted into this situation. So a couple of the things that we've done is to make sure that technology is available for everyone, especially if there's multiple siblings. So getting if a if a family has, you know, three kids and they each needed a device, then we were gonna make sure that that was gonna happen. So partnering with the parents really in helping the parents be equipped as well. That was one of the main things that we did and it has made a big difference um, to be able to fill out a form and say, hey, my child needs this device and we're like, got it. And be able to, you know, come pick it up, it's ready for you, which has been a delightful, I think for our parents. And then along with that, um, knowing that our lesson plans, probably mostly for about maybe third grade down, needed parent interaction. And so they had to sit with them. That's why we needed to be really flexible uh, with how that was gonna happen because strict time requirements with many of our families who are both, you know, 
parent, both parents work and they're now working from home, you're adding almost another part-time job onto them. And so right away, the other important piece in the way we have partnered with our parents is through communication and just really asking them to really let us know how it's going and how we can help. And we can offer more resources or we can back it up. And uh, and really kind of keeping the main thing the main thing. And those have probably been the two strongest ways we've been able to partner with parents and walking alongside them throughout this journey that nobody thought, nobody knew we were going to be on. Thank you, Jennifer. We're going to kind of follow that track of the main thing for a moment here. Kelly, I know that you've been a part of Teaching for Transformation for as long as it's been at Bellevue Christian, and that has been something that's truly and deeply shaped your experience in teaching. Um, As part of Teaching for Transformation, you have written A Deep Hope, and that's really all about keeping the main thing the main thing, right? We wanted to ask you, what is A Deep Hope, and how does having A Deep Hope change your classroom? Yes, absolutely. So a deep hope is bigger than a want or a wish. It's something that you hope for deep down at the gut level. And at the end of the day, what's the one thing that you desire for a certain context? So my deep hope as a teacher is that my students would seek restoration at all times and all things. It goes back to God's story of creation, fall, redemption, restoration, and how, how do we participate in that restoration, that part of God's story? So this year in fourth grade, we're doing that by choosing kindness. That's our storyline. We look for ways to choose kindness in order to bring restoration. And when you can articulate a deep hope like that, you begin to gain some valuable context for everything else. It orients your priorities and it gives you this foundation of purpose to build everything else on. That's beautiful, Kelly. So then for the both of you, for Jen and for Kelly, how has this experience teaching online navigating a global pandemic, just to change in everything and how we live our daily lives. How has this revealed a new depth and maybe a new understanding of your deep hope? I see both this huge longing for restoration, for things to be made right again in Mm. ways that people maybe hadn't really felt before, but also these new ways that people are participating in restoration, new ways that I've felt the love of God expressed in others who've helped me or surprised me or ways that I've seen people take care of one another. I would say um, along that line, too, it's it's a deepening of your deep hope. So I would say there are two parts of the, the my deep hope. Um, the the telling of your story, we how that part has um, we long for that because we long to be together. We long we're watching the little kids when the first time they got online and they saw each other and they saw one another reminds you that we are we are meant to be together. And so that was a sweetness. The other part has been joy. That one is the one that has gone deeper because we've had to work at it. We had to, we've had to work through. Uh, so many different things to to develop and to hang on to and to deepen that joy that we that we do have and it does come out but it doesn't it's not coming out naturally it's it's coming out with work and intentionality I'm just sitting in this idea of the deep hope you know and and restoration and oh my goodness I I'm just really kind of blown away right now by that man yeah, we had some conversations early on about how we we are people of deep hope and maybe created to be people of deep hope. Yeah. And in the middle of a 
this crisis at the beginning of it, we were so ready to like get to business, right. And like do all the things that we thought we needed to do, Yeah. but actually maybe more than anything, we needed deep hope more than we ever have yeah. during this time. We needed yeah. to remember who we are and the hope for which we're created more mm-hmm. than any other time, even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I'm just going back to that, that idea that as followers of Jesus, our hope is different. It, it's not just a, a wish or a want, as you said, Kelly, of, of oh, I just I kind of hope that happens. But it's just this confidence and assurance of restoration. So good. So good. Jennifer and Kelly, thank you so much for being with us. It's been really great to have you. Friends, thanks for joining us today on this week's RevCast. If you've enjoyed this episode and you would like to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. Send us a quick email with comments, questions, or ideas for upcoming episodes at RevCast at BellevueChristian.org. Miss Amanda, wouldn't we love to hear from our listeners? You know, I just love feedback, Rev. You know, it would just be a delight. So yes, absolutely, folks. Drop us a quick line at revcast at bellevuechristian.org. Hey, tell us about next week, Miss Amanda. Yeah, next week, we're going to invite our BCS history teacher, Mr. Josiah Keene. He's going to be talking with us about how Christians in the past have responded to pandemics. And we'll also be checking in with BCS head of school, Kevin Dunning, about the current affairs at Bellevue Christian and looking forward at the future. That'll be another great time. Well, friends, thanks for tuning in to this week's RevCast, and we'll see you back here next week where we'll discuss real-life issues and making sense of the chaotic crazy. So until next time, the Lord bless you and keep you. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. Have clean hands and a clean heart. Remember we love you. And And Jesus Jesus loves loves you. you Even more. more. I'm a little goofy this morning. Is it me? It's you. No, it's me. Okay, okay, great. (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted to say that I'm feeling a little goofy this morning.